Today, I'm going to be discussing some fashion trends that I believe are underrated. It's not that these fashion trends never get worn and never get discussed, because they definitely do get worn and they definitely do get discussed. But in my opinion, these trends don't get enough airtime. And so today I'm going to sit here and I'm going to give them the airtime that they deserve. Give them the love that they deserve. This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche Bar, featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream, swirled with thick, milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. Let's start out with crossbody bags. The trendy bag of now is the little shoulder bag that holds maybe your phone and maybe your lipstick. And that's about it. The strap is so short that the bag actually barely fits on your shoulder. And if you're wearing a jacket, don't like don't even try to put the bag on your shoulder. It's not going to fit. That's the trendy bag of right now, the little mini shoulder bag. Now, don't get me wrong. I own quite a few of those bags, and I actually really love and appreciate those bags sometimes. But on a day-to-day basis, when I want to go out, run errands, etc., I don't want to carry a little tiny little shoulder bag because it's not efficient. Whereas a crossbody bag is incredibly efficient, okay? Sling that thing over your body, run 10 miles, babysit a kid, exercise, go on a hike, do whatever you want in a crossbody bag. That thing is not going anywhere. Whereas the tiny little shoulder bag is falling off your shoulder every three to five seconds, getting left behind. Because, you know, it doesn't really fit that well on your shoulder, so you end up placing it somewhere and then leaving it there on accident. The crossbody bag is, in my opinion, the most efficient bag to carry. But here's the problem. Crossbody bags don't have a great reputation. I think a lot of us associate a crossbody bag with somebody who doesn't care about fashion, but I'm here to say that that's not the case. Cross body bags can be so chic, you just have to look a little harder for them. I will never take for granted the ease of carrying around a cross body bag and just being able to reach in and grab what I need so easily because, you know, the little bag part is right at my hip. I can just reach down and grab whatever I need whenever I want. It never falls off my shoulder. I make sure never to take. Cross body bags for granted 
because they truly are the best bag. I would argue they are the most efficient purse that exists. And I mean, they can really look cool. Like they can actually look cooler than a trendy little shoulder bag, in my opinion. If you get sort of a sporty one, you can make a really cool sporty outfit. If you get a super sleek sort of modern looking one, you can put together a really, really badass minimalist sort of look. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with the crossbody bag. I really am. And I don't have that many of them, but I'm working on building my collection because I really do think that they are the best purse in existence. Next, let's discuss wearing socks with heels. I'm not a fan of high heels for a few reasons. Number one, because I really find them uncomfortable. I mean, I'm human. They're the they're so incredibly uncomfortable. I am convinced that there's something about the anatomy of my foot that makes them even more painful because I feel like some people can just walk around in heels all night and they're, you know, kind of bummed out by the end of the night. They're like, yeah, I'm in pain, but they're not in excruciating pain. I actually have a high pain tolerance. Okay. I've broken bones and not shed a tear. I can, I can handle a pretty good amount of pain before I tap out, you know? High heels cause me such excruciating pain. It like shoots up my legs. I literally can't walk after I take heels off. Like I have to take my heels off at the end of the night and sit for like 15 minutes because if I try to stand up, my knees will buckle. I can't stand up. In addition to me physically not being able to wear heels, it seems, and I've really tried, I've really tried, and I just, I don't know if my body can do it. Like I, I there's really something else going on. There's, there's something bigger happening here that I'm not aware of. And I'm not just being a whiny baby. Like I actually think that there's something about me that is different. In addition to that, I don't really like how high heels look on me. Like it's just not my style. And I just don't feel like me when I'm wearing them for the most part. I mean, every once in a while, I'll find a pair of heels that fit my style and that I really, really enjoy, but it's not very often. So, you know, I'm starting from a baseline here of not really liking heels, but I do love how a platform high heel looks with a sock. That I can get behind. That is my style that I can enjoy. Okay, imagine this. A little mid-calf sock scrunchied down with a platform heel, maybe like a Mary Jane style heel that covers the toe and has a little ankle strap. That is incredible. I also find that a platform heel is more comfortable. Like I can wear a platform heel all night and be okay. I can be okay. A regular like stiletto high heel, not so much, but a platform heel I can do. And then with a sock, I feel cute. I feel like I'm me. And it's just my favorite way to wear a heel. I also think it makes a heel a bit more interesting because heels to me are usually kind of eh. I'm rarely excited by a heel, but a heel with a sock it's badass. It takes heels from being elegant to being badass. And a lot of times when I'm putting together an outfit that warrants a high heel, I'm putting together an elegant outfit, an outfit that's maybe a bit more fancy. And it's really hard for me to feel like me when I'm dressing up all fancy. So wearing a heel with a sock with an otherwise fancy outfit, feels like a great balance to me. I love balancing something that's a little weird or a little awkward or a little edgy with something that's elegant and classy and classic. I love that balance. It's more exciting to me. And I just think we need to be wearing socks with our heels more often. Okay, next, let's discuss accessorizing with colored socks. For years, I would just wear white socks. 
white mid-calf socks scrunched a little bit for years. It was all I had. That's actually not true. I had a bunch of other weird, interesting socks in my closet, but I never even opened that drawer for years. I would just open the drawer that had my plain white socks in it. And plain white socks were all that I wore for years and years and years. Because I sort of just got into a routine of putting on socks and not thinking twice about it. But recently, I decided socks can be an accessory. And I realized I had been ignoring socks as an accessory on a personal level. Some people out there are looking at socks as an accessory, but I don't think enough people are looking at socks as an accessory. And I was a part of this problem, okay? Here's the thing. You can put together a chic outfit, a chic, classy, business casual, preppy, cool outfit. And you can slap some white socks on. And that outfit is going to look great. It's going to look crisp. It's going to look clean. But what if you match your top to your socks? Let's say you're wearing a blue top and you put on a pair of blue socks. Matches the top. Wow. You just took an outfit that was crisp, clean, classy, etc. And turned it into an absolute showstopper an absolute banger of an outfit. Because there's something about those tiny details that are loud. They can be loud. Like when I see somebody color coordinate their socks with their outfit, I feel this sort of satisfaction throughout my body. Like I just feel satisfied. I feel relieved when I see it. I'm like, wow, wow, what, wow. You know, what a great, what an inspiring thing to see. It's such a minor detail that can really make an outfit feel even more exciting. And the other thing about socks is that they can add a pop of color too. You know, throw on a red sock with an otherwise cool toned outfit. You have a nice little pop of red. And then maybe you could throw on a red bag and have two little pops of color. I don't know. I just think socks are forgotten. And I think that they have a lot more to offer. Okay, next, let's discuss funny clothing. Funny, silly clothing. Specifically, funny graphic tees, funny graphic hats, things of that sort. Now, this actually is a big trend. There are a lot of really cool brands making these funny graphic tees, graphic tanks. You've probably seen them on the internet and they're doing a great job, but they're almost a little bit too cute, okay? That's a different trend. I'm talking about a funny t-shirt, a funny graphic hat, whatever, that's like not cute. Like it's not flattering. It's actually kind of almost embarrassing. For example, I just thrifted this shirt that says I'm a vegetarian on it and it has a big weed leaf on it. And the shirt is probably three sizes too big for me. It has like sweat stains in it from the person that owned it before me, okay? I'm obsessed. I don't even smoke weed. I'm obsessed. It's so random. It's so random that it's perfect. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about something that's funny, but cute. I'm talking about something that's funny and almost like kind of sad. Like, what is that? Where did you find that? Like, I'm talking about fashion that's like a real curveball. Something that's so silly and goofy that it's like, it can't be cute at all. Like, I'm talking about a graphic tee from a thrift store that's just so random. It's, it's not, there's nothing about it that's cute because a lot of the little silly graphic tees that you can buy nowadays that are new, you know, they're being created now. They're too cute. Like they're printed on a t-shirt that fits perfectly. You know, it's like maybe more of like a cropped shirt or it's like 
a cute little lacy tank top and it has something funny on it. No. No, I'm talking about something that you found at a thrift store that has rips and sweat stains on it and that says something that's funny and so random that you never could have thought of it. And it doesn't need to apply to your life. It just needs to be silly and goofy. And I'm not just talking about t-shirts, although I feel like t-shirts are probably the most obvious example of this type of clothing, but you could also find like a silly goofy hat. You could also find a silly goofy, that's pretty much it. Pretty much just t-shirts and hats. That's all I can think of. But like something that is funny and not in a cute way. That is the rule for this trend. I hope I'm explaining this properly. I mean, I don't know what else I could say. My weed shirt is perfect. This is I'm a vegetarian on it. It's so funny. It's so funny. It has sweat stains on it. And I need to find more of these things. But it's it's one of those things that finds you in a way. You can go to the thrift store 10 times and not find something that fits into this category. But maybe on that 11th trip to the thrift store, you find it. It's going to find you. You are not going to find it. It is going to find you. Although I am going to do some digging online and see if I can find things that fit in this criteria. You know, I'm going to look, but I'm not expecting anything because I think that these pieces just have to find you. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. Next, let's discuss plain shirt layering. Okay, let me explain. Let me paint a picture for you. Plain white long sleeve top. Underneath, a plain short sleeve boxy t-shirt. Okay, pretty self-explanatory. Now imagine tight, short sleeve, generic cut t-shirt, tight to the body though, with a classic tank top on top. Okay, I'm talking about layering shirts. Now, I love the way that this looks because it takes two closet staples and makes something brand new, makes something interesting. I really appreciate this trend too because it's like you could have five basic long sleeves, five basic short sleeves in five basic tame tops and mix and match those for years and years and never get bored. It's like taking closet staples and wearing them together in a way that makes something brand new. It adds so much dimension to layer shirts in this way while not being too busy. Let's say you're wearing a basic sort of pair of slacks, like khaki sort of dress pants with a pair of loafers, let's say. 
and you throw on a basic white t-shirt that's kind of fitted, you know, and you're like, ah, this is cool, but like, what could I do to spice it up? Take a black tank top from your closet, throw it on. So now you have like a white t-shirt with this black tank top on top and it just looks dynamic and interesting, but yet still very minimal and very classy and classic. The only challenge about this trend is that it can be hard to find shirts that layer well together because a lot of times, you know, you want to put a tank top over a t-shirt, but the tank top is a little bit too small. It doesn't quite fit properly. It looks a little bunchy. You know, you might have to size up on some things in order for things to fit, but it's a really cool vibe. It's a cool vibe. And, you know, a long sleeve t-shirt underneath a short sleeve sort of boxy t-shirt has such a good energy to it. Like, Whenever I see somebody wearing a long sleeve shirt with like a boxy t-shirt on top, I just want to hug them. It just radiates this sweet energy that I cannot explain. Like there's something about that combo that feels kind and sweet and approachable. I love the energy that that combination has. Whereas like a short sleeve shirt, tight to the body with a tank top on top, has more of a badass vibe, more of a cool vibe. But what's pretty cool about it is how those feelings that those clothing combinations exude come simply from layering. You know, if you think of a plain long sleeve t-shirt, it doesn't really evoke any emotion. Whereas a long sleeve top with a t-shirt over it feels sweet and kind and approachable. Similar to a plain fitted short sleeve. Okay, that's cool. That alone doesn't evoke a feeling. But with a contrasting tank top layered on top, wow, now there's something happening. Now there's something happening. Now we have a cool kid on the loose. Watch out, because we have a cool kid on the loose. You know what I'm saying? Next, we have reading glasses with no prescription. I think a lot of people think they can't wear glasses that aren't sunglasses unless they need them for reading. I used to believe this. I used to feel like it was sort of embarrassing to wear glasses that look like reading glasses if you don't need reading glasses or if you don't need a real prescription. You know what I'm saying? I changed my mind. I have matured and opened my eyes. Glasses are an incredibly powerful accessory. Whether they're sunglasses or they're clear lens glasses or they're prescription glasses or their reading glasses, doesn't matter. Glasses in all shapes and forms are incredible accessories. And they might even be my favorite accessory because they're really able to change the feeling of an outfit completely. They can take an outfit that looks one way and completely change the entire outfit in the way that that outfit feels. And I think the reason for that is because glasses are on your face and your face is kind of a huge part of your outfit. It is the soul of your outfit, your face, right? So much emotion comes from the face. The way you sort of carry yourself complements your outfit in a way. And a lot of times people look at your face before they look at your outfit. Not all the time, but a lot of times people look at your face before they look at your outfit. And it's like the first impression very often is the glasses. Okay. I don't know. I just think glasses are an incredibly impactful accessory. And I love sunglasses. Sunglasses are great. I'm wearing them right now. 
indoors as I'm recording this episode because I just like wearing them. <laughs> if you're not watching the video version of this episode right now, you're probably like, what the fuck is Emma doing sitting by herself <laughs> recording this episode wearing sunglasses? In my defense, I'm sitting in front of a bright light also filming this episode. So if you're just listening to the audio, that's on you because I'm sitting in front of a bright light and it's actually really nice to just wear the sunglasses in front of this light. And it might become something that I do more frequently because it just, it's relaxing. You know, it's less bright in my eyeballs. Um, I love sunglasses. I adore sunglasses, but sometimes it's too dark out to wear sunglasses. Sometimes it's too foggy to wear sunglasses, but I still want to wear a pair of glasses. And that's where clear lens glasses come to play. I really believe that this is such an underrated accessory because it's like you get to have your cake and you get to eat it too. You can wear them all day and all night because, you know, unlike sunglasses, they're just clear. They're not getting in the way of your vision at all. They are an accessory that can truly be worn in any scenario. And and not all accessories have that quality. You're not going to wear a scarf when it's 90 degrees out. You're not going to wear sunglasses when it's nighttime. Some people do it, but it's a challenge. You can't see. You can't wear fun socks when it's 100 degrees out. You know what I'm saying? Okay, listen. Now we're reaching here. I'm reaching. But glasses with a clear lens can be worn in almost any setting. Yet we forget how great of an accessory these are because we feel like they're only for people who need reading glasses or prescription glasses. It's not the case. They are for everyone. Next, let's discuss baggy with baggy. I remember a few years ago, I saw a fashion tip online that said, always wear baggy pants with a tiny top and always wear tiny pants with a baggier shirt. Like that's the balance. Basically saying that for a really balanced outfit, you want to have a combination of fitted and baggy. And I think that this is a relatively useful tip because I do think for the most part, it's, it's true. Like I do think this formula creates a solid outfit. And I think a lot of us out of instinct use this formula without even realizing that we're using this formula just because it's sort of natural for us to do. But I'm done being afraid of switching it up a little bit. I recently really fell in love with baggy and baggy, loose and loose in a big way, especially with skirts and sweaters. A long, loose skirt with a long, loose sweater. OMG. New favorite outfit unlocked. I'm talking about a skirt that goes all the way to the floor and a sweater that like goes to the butt pretty much to the butt. Okay. Wow. Favorite outfit unlocked. Unlocked. So comfortable and so chic. Wow. It looks cool. It looks really, really cool, but you feel comfortable and covered up and secure and just amazing. Like it's such an amazing combo, but I don't just love wearing loose with loose with sweaters and skirts. I also love it with pants and a t-shirt. I also love it with shorts and a top. Across the board, I think loose with loose is really underrated. I'll give you some examples. Obviously, I mentioned my long floor-length skirt with a long sweater, loose sweater, obsessed. But there's more. Loose pair of dress pants with a loose sweater. Wow, that's amazing. Loose pair of jeans with a a big loose sweatshirt. Love it. Longer loose shorts with a loose button-up top that's kind of longer. Love it. Loose and loose, also known as 
baggy and baggy is the most comfortable, reliable, chic combo out there. I was always afraid of pairing looser pieces with other looser pieces because I felt like I wasn't going to look this is so wait wow this is like really vulnerable what I'm about to admit I just always felt like it wouldn't be attractive or charming like I I just always feared I would look like I was drowning in my clothes compared to showing a bit more skin and showing a bit more shape but the truth is it is so chic. It is so cool looking. And who gives a fuck what other people think? Okay. I love that whole vibe. So I'm going to do it and enjoy it and love it. So I'm glad I'm over that phase because now I'm loving baggy on baggy. Such a great trend. Next, let's discuss Western belts. Ooh, I haven't really had a moment with a Western belt yet, they're not the easiest thing to style because they're kind of a statement. It's almost like you have to wear a Western belt with a big belt buckle as its own outfit. Like it has to be the star almost, which is why I haven't played around with the, with the Western belt yet. But I currently own two Western belts with big belt buckles. One is vintage and one is new obsessed. The same reason why I love it is the same reason why I haven't worn it yet. The belt in itself is a statement. If you've never seen a Western belt, just imagine like a classic leather belt with a massive belt buckle at the front that might have a horse on it, might just be smooth textured metal, might have some sort of cool stone in it or something. Big Western statement belt. Might have a horseshoe on it. Who knows? Might have something Western, might not. Who knows? They're so bold that they beg to be the center of the outfit. And again, that's what has made it hard to style. But also that's what I love about it because they're sort of an outfit themselves. Like just putting them on with a plain pair of jeans and a white tank top is an outfit that's interesting and intriguing. The belt being the star of the show. I want to start playing with the Western belts. Now I might have sort of a bias towards these belts because my grandpa is a fucking cowboy. Okay. One of my grandpas has a farm, has cows, used to make horseshoes in his garage, like out of metal, like, you know, like full cowboy dude. So there's a level of nostalgia there for me. But, you know, I see Western belts popping up here and there. I see people wearing them. So I'm not, you know, over here pulling a trend out of thin air. This is something that's sort of in the rotation. I just don't think that they're in the rotation enough. And I am ready to wear the Western belt this summer and really really make it happen. And also, there are so many incredible Western belts out there collecting dust at vintage stores, at thrift stores, on Etsy, on Depop. Like they're just collecting dust waiting for us to come scoop them up. I went to a vintage store a few months ago, and there were just Western belts everywhere. I I couldn't believe how many they had. I did get one, and it has yet to be worn because I'm waiting for the right time. I'm waiting for the right time. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone, but talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. 
When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Next, let's discuss knee-length skirts. Now, you might be thinking, Emma, knee-length skirts? That's not underrated. People wear skirts all the time. Yeah, not knee-length. Look down at your legs and look at your knees. Now, imagine a skirt stopping right at the knee. Underrated skirt length. People love a skirt that goes down to the ankles. People even love a skirt that goes down to the mid-calf. And dare I say people love a mini skirt. I mean, we all know mini skirts are unanimously enjoyed. They're not, actually. I don't really, I don't even really love a mini skirt myself, but there's a time and a place for a mini skirt. Don't get me wrong. I would say the length of skirt that people are the least excited about, knee length skirt. And I completely understand why. It's not a flattering length. It's actually arguably an awkward length. It can look sort of business casual in a bad way. It can look unintentional in a bad way. But when done right, a knee-length skirt can be incredible. It can have sort of a sporty vibe. It can have sort of an intentional, awkward vibe. Like, you know how I was discussing earlier how a long sleeve shirt with a boxy t-shirt on top sort of has this kind, sweet, approachable vibe to it. Same thing with a knee-length skirt. Wow, a knee-length skirt with a long sleeve top with a boxy t-shirt on top might actually be the most kind, sweet, approachable outfit you could ever wear. You want to make friends? Wear that because I feel like people will just look at you and say, what a ray of sunshine, what a ray of light. What a sweet person. The knee-length skirt sort of has that sweet, approachable, kind vibe. I also love styling a knee-length skirt with a boot. So it's like a boot that stops right under your knee, and then the skirt stops right at the top of your knee. So the only thing popping out is just the kneecap. Kneecap reveal. This outfit is perfect for kneecap reveal. I love that combo because it really lets the pair of boots shine in a way that I appreciate. And it just looks really cool. It just looks really cool. I don't know. I love a knee length skirt. I actually don't wear them that often because they're not something that I find when I'm shopping. Although I do own a few. So this summer, I might be rocking the knee length skirt. It might be with a boot for an evening time vibe. It might be with a loafer or a sneaker for an afternoon vibe. Who knows? But I'm going to be rocking the knee-length skirt this summer. I'm just saying. Next, let's discuss flip-flops. Okay, this is a tough one. I have gone the last few summers without flip-flops. I have not worn flip-flops in a very, very long time. Because I just felt like there was no way to do them right. I didn't really like the platform flip-flop trend. I didn't really like the mini kitten heel flip-flop trend. 
I didn't hate it, but I, I didn't like it for me. And more than anything, I just didn't think flip-flops looked good on me. So for the last few summers, I refused to wear flip-flops. Despite them being the most efficient summer shoe, especially for going to the beach, because you can really slide them on and off. And it is really, it's really easy. And there's no nooks and crannies. No sand gets caught in in the flip-flops. They're perfect for the beach. That's why they were created. You know, they really are the perfect beach pool shoe. Summer is approaching me right now as I speak. And about a month ago, I had this vision of me wearing flip-flops this summer. And it was jarring and it was different and it was unexpected. It was something I didn't foresee happening ever again. And, you know, imagine me having this sort of epiphany where I'm like, no, I'm actually going to wear flip-flops this summer. And it was almost like a part of my brain that I'm not really in close contact with decided to speak up out of nowhere and, and, you know, drop some news on me. I had a very specific vision about flip-flops. Ripped up Levi's with rainbow brand flip-flops. Rainbows are the most iconic flip-flop in my opinion. They're like the classic California surfer flip-flop. They're sort of leathery and they have this little tab that sticks out, sort of like a Levi's tab, you know, if you know what I'm talking about. And it has the little rainbow logo on it. And when they get all worn in, they look super good and and like just surfery. They're the only flip-flop to me. But yet they're they're not loud. They're simple. They're neutral. They go with everything. They're just a classic to me. They're classic. I grew up seeing all the cool California surfer kids wearing these rainbow flip-flops. They're the brand rainbow, by the way. I Listen, a rainbow, like a literal rainbow pair of flip-flops, not something I would probably integrate into my routine just because it would be a little bit too hard for me to style. I'm, I, I lean more towards neutral colors, okay? If you haven't seen rainbow brand flip-flops, just look them up so that you can get an idea of what they look like. They're just the classic surfer flip-flop. And I had this vision of me wearing a ripped-up pair of Levi's with a worn-in pair of rainbow brand flip-flops, and I felt something. I felt something big. I felt excited. I felt shocked because I did not anticipate this thought coming. It sort of came out of nowhere. I felt inspired and I felt nostalgic. Yes, there was a lot of emotions. Yes, it was overwhelming, but I decided to order a pair and I brought them with me on a tropical trip and I wore them the entire time and I truly fell in love. They are comfortable. They are perfect for the beach. They look cool when styled right. And they might be my summer shoe. They just might be my summer shoe. Personally, I love how they look with a pair of long pants. Like I love how they look with a pair of Dickies or a pair of ripped up Levi's or a pair of cut off shorts. I prefer them with a pant rather than a skirt or a dress just because I feel like when I'm wearing a skirt or a dress, I want to wear something a bit more bulky, a bit more edgy, kind of like a clog, you know, like the classic Birkenstock Boston clog. But everybody likes the Boston clog. Like everyone's obsessed with clogs. Okay. So I don't need to like, I don't need to give the clog any more airtime. It's the rainbow brand flip-flops that need to get the love. And so that's what I'm here to do. And I will admit, I got a few colors. I got a brown pair. I got a red pair. I got a khaki olive green pair. I wish I was done. 
I also got a navy blue pair. I'm sorry. I know. Four of them? I know. But I really think I there's no excuse. There's no excuse for getting four pairs. And I I'm always talking about how I want to become more of a minimalist this, more of a minimalist that. And then I got four pairs of these fucking flip-flops. But I fell in love and their colors are so good. I'm done. We're moving on. Speaking of cut-off shorts, because I did just mention cut-off shorts, let's discuss making homemade cut-off shorts. I constantly see online shorts for sale that are basically fake cut-offs, you know? The origin of the cut-off short is people used to cut their jeans or cut their pants, turn them into cut-offs. But now that it's so trendy, brands are sort of manufacturing cutoffs. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because not everybody has a pair of pants in their closet that they're ready to chop. But I think sometimes we forget how easily we can make our own pair. I had this phase where I was obsessed with cutting the bottoms off my jeans and turning them into high waters so that my sock could be visible. Now, this was fun until I got over that trend and wanted my pants to hit my heel again, and all of my pants were ruined. And at first, I was like, wow, this really sucks because I'm going to have to get rid of all these pants. And then I realized, I'm turning all of these into cutoffs. And wow, it was like Christmas. Okay, I turned all of these pants into cutoffs. And now I have all of these cool new shorts that I'm so excited about. But what keeps me up at night is that I almost got rid of those pants and donated them. Now, listen, somebody else enjoying them is not what keeps me up at night. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the fact that I almost forgot that I could turn these pants into cutoffs. Like that's what keeps me up at night. The fact that I didn't think of that immediately. Like it, that was an epiphany I had right before it was too late. That scares me. I think we forget how easy it can be to take pieces of clothing that we don't really like anymore and turn them into something else. Turning jeans into cutoffs is a great example of that and is definitely underrated. Next, let's discuss Full-length tops. Okay, I'm talking about a top that just comes down to approximately your hip bone, right? A full-length top. Now, you might be thinking, Emma, that is like a, that is a closet staple. Sure. But for the past few years, it's been all about the crop top. Like, everything's cropped. And there was sort of this belief that, you know, things being a bit more cropped, things hitting more on the waist rather than the hip is more flattering. Like it cinches in the waist, you know, whatever. No, I'm fucking done with it. I love a full length top. And you know what? I'm going to say something. I'm over the crop top. I'm kind of over it. Number one, it doesn't feel chic to me. Like it doesn't feel chic and classic and timeless. It feels sort of youthful to me. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it doesn't have this like cool, sharp feeling to me. It feels a bit trendy to me. To be honest, I think it's a trend that that is passing. The crop top, everything's cropped, everything's micro, everything. I think we're moving beyond that. And I'm excited to see normal full-length tops that cut off at the hip come back into style. Because number one, they're much more comfortable, okay? Just not, I don't know. It's, you don't always want to have your fucking midriff showing. I rarely do anymore, to be honest. I just like to feel covered. I don't know. It's just like a phase I'm in. It's just, I just feel like I can, I can be more relaxed. I'm not thinking about, oh God, like, I don't know. I don't like to think of people looking at me, not like in a negative way towards myself, but it's just like, I don't know. I feel more relaxed when I'm more covered up. Love a full length top for that. Also, it's just more of a classic. So it just reads as more classy and yeah, I just prefer everything about it at this point. And again, you might 
find me wearing a cropped shirt tomorrow because I still own a lot of cropped shirts. And, you know, there are ways to style a cropped shirt that to me feel good and feel inspiring to me. But I'm just more excited by the silhouette of a full-length top. Next, let's talk about iron-on patches slash pins. What a great accessory that is so underrated. Clipping a little pin to the collar of your shirt or to the collar of your jacket, so cute. Attaching a little pin to your hat, so cute. Attaching a pin to like a canvas bag that you have, so cute. Attaching a pin to your chest on your shirt, so cute. Ironing patches onto a pair of pants that you're bored of, so cute. Sewing a patch onto a jacket that needs a little bit of something, so cute. I think adding patches and pins to pieces can really make them yours in a way that's special and fun whilst accessorizing and adding a pop of color to your outfit. I I love the use of patches and pins. I think it's great. But I don't own a lot of pins personally, and I don't own a lot of patches. So this is something I actually think I'm underappreciating. It's something I want to get into. You know, adding special patches and pins to pieces of clothing to make them more unique to me. That's so exciting to me. And playing around with them to add some some color to an outfit. Okay, great. That's great. Next, boxy dresses. I really don't like a tight dress. I also don't like a dress that feels too fairy-like. Like, I don't want to feel like a fairy or a princess when I'm wearing a dress. Because that just, I don't know, it's just not my style. It never has been. It probably never will be. Although never say never. But it just, it, it's just not something that I'm excited by. But a cool, loose, boxy dress, wow, that's cool. And wow, that's different. Because I feel like when we go dress shopping, you know, for like a casual day-to-day dress, we're usually finding dresses that somewhat resemble a fairy princess in some way. I just am not interested in that. Like, I just am not interested in participating in that in that realm, okay? I just, I don't like it, which is why I don't wear dresses very often. But dresses that have a cool, more edgy, more casual feel exist. Boxy dresses, loose, boxy dresses. I need to get some because I actually don't really own any, but I've seen them online and been like, wait, that's what I've been looking for. This is me in a dress. When I'm talking about like a boxy dress, I'm talking about something that is not at all form-fitting. It's almost like one long shirt. Just imagine a, a dress that is a bit more stiff and boxy. Now, the dress can be long, the dress can be medium, the dress can be short. The dress can be long sleeve. The dress can be short sleeve. It doesn't really matter what else is going on with the dress. As long as the dress is boxy and a bit more stiff, it fits my criteria here. They're so much more comfortable and they have such a cool, cool vibe to them. I can't emphasize enough how much more comfortable dresses like this are because I hate the way I feel I don't know. There's something about dresses where I just feel, I don't feel secure. Like I I feel like when a dress is like flowy or a dress is really tight, I don't feel comfortable, especially when a dress is tight. Tight dresses, like a bodycon dress. Oh my God. No, that is like my fashion. That in low-waisted jeans, I just feel naked. I feel naked. I hate it. I hate how it makes me feel refuse for the most part, to wear those things. Like I really, I try to have an open mind and try new things here and there, even if I hate them. But yeah, no. Like a bodycon dress, fuck no. Absolutely not. Except for it's still possible. Never say never. But for the most part, absolutely not. And like a flowy dress, it's just like, I don't know. Like I just feel like, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Next, let's discuss all vests 
other than sweater vests. I feel like the last few years, sweater vests have been so trendy and so in that we've forgotten about all of the other incredible types of vests that are out there. Denim vests, leather vests, fuzzy vests, cotton vests. Like, I don't care. Vests are such, such a great layering piece because they add dimension to the outfit and they add a bit of warmth to the outfit without having to commit to a jacket. You know, when it's like 65 degrees Fahrenheit out and you're wearing a long sleeve shirt, you might not really feel like you need a jacket, but yet you want to add something to your outfit to make it feel complete. That's where a vest comes in. And it's not completely useless when it comes to keeping your body warm. It definitely does add a bit of warmth. But I think what it's really for is is layering and adding dimension to an outfit. But I think we've all been neglecting vests that are not sweater vests because sweater vests have been so trendy for so long that I think a lot of us have just forgotten about the beauty of all other types of vests. And I've been loving other types of vests. For example, today I wore this sort of leather westerny sort of short vest that like cut off at my rib. It's just an accessory pretty much. It's just an accessory, but it added so much to my outfit. So much. Also during last fall, I think I was wearing this olive green sort of hiking vest. I feel like it was like a hiking vest, like something you would wear on a hike. I don't know. Or something a Girl Scout or Boy Scout would wear. I don't know. Just sort of a olive green, sort of soft, button-up, outdoorsy vest. And it was just so cute. It looked so cute layered over a sweater. It looked so cute layered over a long sleeve shirt. It even looked cute layered over like a a t-shirt. It was just it was just great. It was a great layering piece for the fall time. I loved it. Now I'm transitioning into summertime. I'm really excited about all of the leather vest opportunities this summer. Don't get me wrong. Sweater vests will always have a place in my heart, but let's not forget about the other vests that are collecting dust in our closet right now. And last but not least, short nails. I have had long nails, like nail extensions, for pretty much eight years straight. I mean, I've had moments where I've taken a break. Don't get me wrong. I've definitely had moments where I've taken a break. But I have spent more time over the last eight years with long nails than I have with short nails, I think, I I would say. And it's because I always felt like having long nails made me feel put together and made me feel a bit more feminine because my style tends to be, I, I tend to lean towards more stereotypically masculine silhouettes when it comes to my clothes. And so I always felt like, ooh, you know, by putting on these nails, it sort of makes me feel, it gave me a bit more attitude that I wanted and I loved it. I felt like it balanced out the rest of my style really well. But I'm back to the short nails. I'm really loving it. It's just, it's so much easier to maintain. You can still do cute, subtle nail art. You know, it's not like you have to give up nail art when you decide to go back to short nails. Life is easier with short nails. Okay. Your long nail is not poking through the toilet paper when you're trying to wipe your ass. There's not constantly food under your nails and shit. Sorry, disgusting, but true. Life is easier with shorter nails and they're actually really cute. I've been growing my nails out so that they're not like super short but they're a natural length. And I just feel like they're so classic, timeless, and chic. And I just, I'm loving the short nail vibe right now. I might go back to long nails at some point because I do really love longer nails. And I like how they make me feel. And I like how they look with outfits sometimes. But for right now, I'm really loving the short nails. And I just think they deserve some love because they're not boring. They can be fun and they and they can be cute. That's all I have today. Those are my underrated fashion trends. 
If you want to share a trend that you think is underrated, you can tweet me at AG Podcast or send me a message on Instagram at anything goes and you can tell me what trends you think are underrated. Or you can just follow me on Instagram at Emma Chamberlain if you want to see what I'm doing. You can also check out my coffee company, Chamberlain Coffee. If you want to pick up some coffee stuff or some tea stuff or some cute cups or cute mugs, chamberlaincoffee.com. Use code AG15 for a little discount. New episodes of Anything Goes every Thursday and Sunday. So come hang out whenever. And I just appreciate you listening and appreciate you hanging out. And I just love and appreciate all of you and and really just hope that all is well. And I'm just sending you love and I'm sending you, just sending you good energy. And I hope you feel it. All right. I'll talk to you later.